the college football experience week zero picks and preview on the sports gambling podcast network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia from boosted parlays to in-game odds on every major sport. WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today to receive a $500 risk-free sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit winbet.com. That's W Y N N bet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. Use the promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. That's PropSwap.com, promo code SGP. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Sign up at UnderdogFantasy.com with promo code SGPN and receive a free $25 entry to use it in their Best Ball Mania 2 for a chance at a million dollars. We're also brought to you by the SGPN app. Yes, don't forget to download the SGPN app in the App Store or Google Play Store today. This is Mike Leach, uh, head football coach at Mississippi State, and you're listening to SGPN. Let it ride. Welcome to the college football experience week zero preview and picks episode. My name is Colby swinging Dan to base Dan, AKA pick Don D that's not a pick. This is a pick and I'm joined by my co-host former JMU Duke defensive back. Give it up for the burrito eating sideline kiss stealing. Wheeling and dealing, Patty C in the place to be. Hi, was that you on that on that airplane or train doing that Ric Flair thing? <laughs> I <laughs> wish, man. Uh, I mean, my voice is done like that <laughs> after this past weekend. Yes, me and Patty C were at a bachelor party, but anyway, hang on. Third man in the booth. Give it up for the DFS God himself, which by the way, we will have a DFS episode dropping for week one uh, tomorrow. Uh, so check, stay tuned, check that out. Uh, but this guy, give it up for the rooftop IPA drinking, homebrew making, tobacco road living, the free lock given, former, former Hernan Basketball League MVP. Give it up for NC Nick in the place to be. Yeah, what's up? Week zero, guys. It's here. It's see, it's see. I I can't believe we're here. We're home. We're almost home, guys. Uh, Seventy-two hours away from being home, or whatever it is, sixty hours away. I don't know, but I'm excited. <laughs> all right, I can't count. All right, the only thing I count is the dollar bills. I'm going to stack after these picks. Boom, come out red, fucking hot. All right. Uh, but I guess before we dive into this, guys, well, that alliance episode we did of the Pac-12 and the ACC. And the Big Ten coming together. Well, it's official. Although you can say maybe it's official, but it's somehow not official in a way because there is no written contract. However, there is supposed to be more news to come. And I thought it was pretty revealing uh, that the Pac 12 might be adding some teams. Also, there was what Dave Wanstead said. Dave Wanstead, of course, the uh, former Pitt Panther head coach and uh, Chicago Bears and Miami Dolphins head coach. 
He uh, works for Fox sports college football. And he was on a radio show, I believe in Chicago saying that uh, he was at, he heard rumblings uh, at, at, I think it was, a, I don't know if it was PAC 12 media day or well, I forget the event he was at that. He said the way he thinks it's going to shake out from what he heard was that the PAC 12 would then grab the, in the next week, uh, Oklahoma state and Kansas state. Uh, and then the big 10 would grab Iowa state and Kansas. And then the ACC would snatch up West Virginia and the rest of the schools would just be in uh, out, out to dry, I guess. Um, How does he know that? I mean, no offense to Dave Wanstead, but to me, it seems like he would be one of the least plugged in people. <laughs> I mean, if he, I think the only way he did know that is if he, if he was at that thing, covering it for Fox college football, that's the only, that's the only connection I can make. If not, I would just see him you know, with his, with his, uh, Dave Wanstead's a guy that like, he's got a great look. You know what I mean? I mean, that's a Pittsburgh guy or that, a Chicago that is, guy, man. That's a guy who's driven a dump truck in his life. <laughs> but <laughs> I can't tell you when, when the last time I saw him was maybe he, maybe, you know, Fox sports is, you know, well, you're, you know, you're a big 12 days. hater. So that makes, that makes ton of sense. <laughs> the Fox, you know, big 12 has that deal with Fox. So I understand why, why you've never seen Dave Wanstead since, since uh, the West Virginia or, or the, the Pittsburgh days against West Virginia with LaShawn it, McCoy. It, it, it seems like it. And by the way, what's official? <laughs> well, Nothing that, yeah. really official. Well, that's the thing is trying to understand it. It seems like they're just doing that. And I, I've heard different analysts and different uh, people covering this. You know, obviously there's a part of it that's hilarious because it's a, it's a, a handshake deal, which seems like there's nothing official, but I did. Uh, I do think this is a, a, a power play to essential. I've heard rumblings also that they would be doing a large uh, a conference schedule, uh, just a power five only schedule potentially. Um, now that would be obviously the, that would essentially form the super league if they did that. Well, that, how do you counter uh, Look, I think that they're going to have to do something. Sim- if maybe they do 11, I mean the sec, the thing about the sec, is they've been playing eight conference games. So if they jumped to nine, they're still going to have three group of five or maybe I guess two group of five or FCS games on their schedule. Assuming they do one non-conference power five, uh, so there's access for those conferences. I don't think the other conferences need to go to that extreme. I think they need to make up for their strength of schedule though. And maybe, I think that's what they're saying is one that group of five game and no FCS game for them. If they want to, well, the, most of the big 10 and Pac 12 don't play FCS. And are you pigeonholing the ACC right there? Because they're the only <laughs> conference that plays FCS. <laughs> I mean, uh, and, and guys, uh, the, there's a, there's no power five anymore. So you got to, you know, erase that term from, <laughs> yeah. you know, from our vocabulary, it's going to be power four, I suppose. Exactly. And also, I mean, they said, uh, you know, so I was, I can't even remember which person I was listening to. Cause I've listened to like a hundred um, that they think this is the, the death blow to the 12 team playoff. So thank you, Texas, you pieces of absolute shit. All right. <laughs> Uh, I do think we'll have a large everybody's playoff. Speculating, eventually. Though. Yeah. Everybody's speculating. Well, so. I can still hate Texas, Nick. Oh, Hey, hate on man. I'm, I'm right there with you. There you go. Uh, all right. Well, I don't know. What do we make of this thing? If I mean, obviously if they get Colorado Nebraska back, I'm very happy. The rest. Uh, sure. I guess. I mean, I, I, I guess you feel sorry for Baylor and TCU and Texas tech. Uh, are those the only three that'll be without a home? You potentially, I think, but I, I, I also thought I've heard people say that Wanstead might have misreported K State and he he might have meant Texas Tech. Mm. 
Uh, that would make a little more sense geographically. Well, because I, yeah, I think Pac-12 would also like to have their footprint in Texas as yeah. opposed to Kansas. Kansas yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, so who knows? Yeah, that, who knows that, what Wanstead says? That all important Jayhawk state footprint. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, it will be have, this year with Leopold, baby. Boom. I would say Wanstead might have a little Ditka in him with the uh, retirement <laughs> drinks going on. Okay. Now, look. I don't know what else to say about this. We'll, we'll give you more information as it comes out on the college football experience. But guys, you know, this is a time for us to just get, where's I'm trying to find this Dundee music. This is week zero guys, seven, seven football games. D one division one Patty. See, that's what that means. Thank you for clarifying. All right. You got a conference game out the gates. The sec would never have the courage to do that. Patty C. Uh, rarely, certainly, <laughs> certainly rarely, but that's a trend in the big 10. It is a trend in the big 10. And actually, I guess not only the sec, I think a lot of conferences actually kudos to the ACC. They're doing it too with North Carolina, Virginia tech, but you got Nebraska at Illinois 10 AM over here on the West. You got Yukon, the reigning national champs traveling out to Fresno to take on the bulldogs. Then you got the Rainbow Warriors and Chevin Cordero traveling to to Pasadena, California, to take on uh, the Bruins of UCLA. And then you got Eastern Illinois, Tony Romo's alma mater, in the FCS, traveling to uh, Indiana State to take on the Sycamores, who punted on the football season last year, so they're co-national champions of the FCS. <laughs> Um, I wonder if they'll get rewarded. If COVID goes down again, will they be back to back champions? <laughs> then you got the game at Atlanta, Auckland State against North Carolina Central. NC Nick's all he's like, he covers North Carolina Central for us. Um, uh, that game's happening. Braves at, the uh, environment. Yeah, at 3 p.m. on the West. Uh, then you got UTEP, New Mexico State, the Battle of the I-10. That one's fun. And then we close the night with the Thunderbirds of Southern Utah at San Jose State. Seven football games. Then we get a couple days off before Wednesday's Jacksonville State UAB game, which we will have you covered on the college football experience. And then that bleeds into Thursday, where we have a ton of games Friday, ton of games Saturday, ton of games. And then a couple on Sunday. And then Louisville and Ole Miss on Labor Day. And then the season's underway. We ride off into the sunset, just winning cash. And then that drinking, booze. you know, it's a, a, what better time of year as much as, you know, the politics of college football, it's a big, crazy off season. Probably the cra- easily, easily the craziest off season I can ever recall. Some of it could be good. Could be bad, but who cares? Give me the games. Let me watch That's football. Right. Life itself is almost infallible during the week, next couple of weeks. And really the next 14 weeks. Oh, I, and then that goes into the college basketball season. So really it's like, yeah. It's, it's until it's, April. Yeah. We're yeah. good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but let's, let's get to it. Uh, the well, actually before, before we get, before we get to we, the, the first game on the slate, which is the big 10 matchup. I want to tell folks that the college football experience is brought to you by win bet ready to win money and boost your odds. Well, win bet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. And we're bringing the excitement of win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play exclusive rewards are right at your fingertips. Get in on all your favorite teams, players and sports from the NFL to college football, to college basketball, to the MLB, to NBA, NHL, golf, MMA, WNBA, and more. 
Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet from boosted parlays to in game odds on every major sport. We have what you need to win, guys. Ready to play? Well, Sign up today to receive a special offer, risk-free bet up to five hundred dollars. They're giving you a five hundred dollars risk-free sports bet. That's probably the best deal in in, in America right now. Uh, All right, yeah. uh, it's a lot of free money. Exactly. Download, bet, win. Download the WinBet app or visit WinBet.com. That's W-Y-N-N-Bet.com to start winning today. What's better, the five hundred dollars free bet or Bobby Bonilla's contract? <laughs> He's still getting paid <laughs> out, right? Yeah. So I'd say he wins. <laughs> But maybe you guys can do a little. I don't know if we're allowed to say the magic. I, I think Steve Young had one of those contracts too from the LA Express uh, in the USFL. He played for the LA Express Lifetime for two contract. years, and he got like a thirty-year, two million dollars. Uh, and the USFL didn't even exist, but that owner had to keep whoever keep owned the out. LA Express had to shell him out money Jeez. for like twenty or thirty years. Talk was, about a regrettable deal. Yeah. The other the other crazy baseball contract was uh, Chris Davis, the Baltimore Oriole. Oh geez. He, he just retired. Did you see what he was making? And I, and he hasn't been a good player in a long time, but I mean, hey, we're, we're getting derailed here. We're not talk, here talking yeah. about baseball yeah. and contracts. College football is here. Let's do it. Yeah. If you're going to talk in Chris Davis on the show, it's going to be the guy for Auburn that returned that, that kick. <laughs> there all right? you go. Kick six. Go. See what I did there, buddy. I saved you. We were in, we were in the deep end. All right. I just brought it all <laughs> hey, the way hey, back you, home. You brought up Bobby Bonilla. Okay. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Let's go. Hey, Colby's the guy who throws his little brother in the deep end of the pool. Yeah, and then, I gotta uh, have this Bobby Bonilla snack, and, and then takes credit for saving him. <laughs> How does Bobby Bonilla? He, I feel like that's a guy who should have a liquor. Bobby Bonilla it liquor just sounds like a rum. Try Bobby Bonilla. Yeah, it's got a no? little ring to I it. I just full of shit. I don't know. Anyway, Barry let's Bonds get is to a guy it. Who should have a steroid named after him? Because <laughs> <laughs> he had a few of those in his life. Yes, we are off the rails. Let's go. No, okay, well let's let's keep talking drinking because we're going to Champagne. Boom, Illinois. To take to, to this is a huge game because it's a conference game. This is easily the most important game, not because it's the two power fives matching up against each other, because there's high stakes it with this game. Nebraska, Scott Frost, Trev Alberts, the new athletic director. Uh sounds like from what what you know, there's a bit of a scandal going on there, but it sounds like they're not taking it very seriously because they shouldn't. <laughs> In my opinion. Uh with <laughs> Will Wade still coaching. Right. So what is a little, uh, you ha- so you had a trainer on the field when people had COVID and you were doing some, who cares? All right. Who I the mean, fuck cares? Who's going to punish them is the question. Yeah. The NCAA. How about you just sue them? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, UNC laid the blueprint out when they just said, F you NCAA, what are you going to do about it? And they didn't do anything about it. So yeah, Card- that's, that's small potatoes, man. Yeah. Small potatoes. And will we, it, it is a, it's yeah. a huge game for frost. It's a huge game for Frost, and it's also Brett Bielma's first game. He walks into an interesting situation. They got a shit ton of super seniors on this team. I forget the exact number. Um, Nebraska at Illinois is a favorite, Patty. See, Illinois smacked them in the mouth last year. I don't know if we're throwing last year's stuff out. I know COVID was an issue for all these teams. I don't recall how many players were out for for uh, the the likes of of Nebraska a season ago. However. What's your take on this game, guys? I, I mean, you know, I've already planted this flag. The flag is in the ground, guys. <laughs> you need me on that wall, all right? Uh, and and here's essentially what's happening: 10, 10 a.m. on the west, by the way. And join us on the College Football Experience uh, Periscope feed. We will be live at 9 a.m. talking best bets, talking line movement, talking where you should place your money, all that good stuff. 
Uh, and then we'll have a recap show at the end of the night. This is the new format of the college football experience this season. So come join it. We'll probably turn on that locker room app. Have you guys call in. So anyway, uh, what are we thinking here? I'm seeing that line currently at, at the moment set Nebraska minus seven and a half. So this line was six and a half, like a day ago, two days ago, yeah. seven and a half now. So the money we're coming in on the corn Huskers Bielma, you know, you wonder last time we saw them at Arkansas, they struggle, but hey, you know, you can make the, the case after he left Arkansas got really bad with Chad Morris. Maybe they should have never fired him. He's been up coaching with bill Belichick. Maybe he learned a thing or two. I didn't never think he was that bad at Arkansas. Well, I he mean, wasn't good either. He was average. I mean, what do you expect? Petrino was better at Arkansas. Petrino yeah. had some good years at Arkansas. Yeah. That, but th- that's that's zigging before the uh, SEC zag. Houston might have been be- better too. Uh, that that's true. I, they've actually had some good success. For I guess for what he was doing, I, he was trying to slam like he did at Wisconsin against the likes of Alabama, against the likes of LSU. And I thought he did an actual pretty good job of it, but he just didn't have the horses to actually win those games. But I, I thought he played like one of the more impressive games I saw him play was against Alabama and they kept it within like a few yeah. points, oh, just pounding against. I mean, them. here was his track record, three and nine, yeah, seven and six, eight and five, seven and six, four and eight. Not good. Not terrible. I but just feel the like SEC West at the time was impossible. And we all know the hand that they're handing uh, or they're dealing um uh, Arkansas from a scheduling standpoint. Yeah. You know, yeah. I don't, I mean, it was probably happening back then too. Um, either way, catching seven and a half at home in Champaign, they're honoring the 20 year Rose bowl run with Kurt Kittner with Brandon Lloyd, all those greats from the Illini's Rose bowl run. Patty C oh, is that uh wow. Is that 20 <laughs> years ago now? That makes Who was me a feel running back. So they had a really good running back. Played in the pros for a few years. Mendenhall, right? Was that Mendenhall, was that then? That's right. I think so, right? Yeah. Well, speak of a relevant uh, Rocky Harvey. No, it might have been Rocky Harvey. I, I don't feel remember. Like that was yeah. 2004, somewhere. Maybe they. Maybe they. I went think to they had that. Rocky. Har- well, they said 20 year. I thought, but I don't know. Um. Anyway, uh, I know they went and got smacked by under Zook against uh, uh, USC. So I don't know if that counts as the Rose Bowl run. And that might have been around that 20 years now. But either way. Uh, it's been a while since they've been any good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and that's the reality there. Uh, so what, what do you make on this game? NC Nick? I like the points. Tell you the truth. Uh, I mean, yeah. So Bilma is back in the big 10 West. He went uh, 68 and 24 in seven seasons at Wisconsin. He belongs in the big 10 West and he's actually walking into a, a pretty solid situation here as far as experience and players returning. Uh, I think he's a better college coach than Lovey Smith. So he may be able to do a little bit more with the players that they do have. Uh, I mean, that includes a bunch of super seniors, uh, a quarterback that's been around the big 10 block a few times and Brandon Peters. Uh, what else I got? I got what four starting um, returning offensive linemen, a running back and chase Brown who really came on towards the end of last year. He actually ran for 110 yards and two touchdowns versus Nebraska a season ago. Uh, the defense, big question mark. They gave up about 35 points a game last year, but I just don't feel comfortable with Nebraska right now laying more than a touchdown on the road. I don't know why. I mean, yeah, I mean, I know you're high on the corn Huskers this year. I just don't know what they've done the, the past few years or looking at the roster now and how you would feel that confident 
laying more than a touchdown. On well, the, the past few years, I think if you throw out the the COVID season, what Nebraska has won four of five against the Illini, and that one loss came last year in in COVID mess. So they've had their number. Now, granted, that was Lovey Smith, but I, I think you you got Adrian Martinez, who I think's the the real best quarterback in this game. You know, like. He, I, What's that? Agreed. Agreed. He, yeah, I mean, he's, he's better than Peters, but he's been inconsistent. I mean, he's committed too many turnovers. He's, he's had a hard time locking down that job in previous seasons. I will say I'm concerned about the Illinois defense. And if Martinez, he needs to have a huge game. If Nebraska is going to win and cover. Yeah. And I mean, seven and a half is tough. Cause I picked it over at tally site, which all of our picks will be just uh, what two days ago. I got it at six and a half liked it a lot better than I'm still going to back my guys here, but obviously the hook is, is horrible here. I don't, I don't feel nearly as confident because I do think here's one thing I'll say about frost. And I think you guys forget this. Um, his losses have all been close. That's why I think this team's better than what they've been. You look eight point loss to, to Northwestern who won the big 10 West a season ago, six point loss at Iowa, seven point loss to Minnesota. Um, you go back the year before it's even, uh, you know, the, the, the non COVID season, 2019, three point loss in overtime to Colorado, uh, seven point loss to Indiana, four point loss to Purdue, three point loss to Iowa. This team is a lot better than I think we are giving them credit for. And uh, you know, they, I think when you're young, you're, in, you're brand new to n- knowing that offense, that defense, you lose those close games. And, and, it, and all of a sudden you're thinking, man, this team sucks. Where in reality, when you age, you find a way to win those close yeah, games. You learn from your and mistakes. And I think this year, there. Uh, that's what I'm saying. That set the hook really scares me because I do think when it's six and a half, I feel decent. I don't think this is a blowout by any means. I think, think this is this is a a, a close game. I'm gonna still ride with the Cornhuskers. Give me a give me a, uh, you know a, th- a 31-21 final. But I mean, I I don't feel great with that hook. Yeah. Well, and the problem with aging is that there's been a lot of roster turnover, especially on offense, including a new offensive coordinator this year for Nebraska. If I'm the D coordinator for Illinois or any other team on Nebraska's schedule, what scares me about the Nebraska offense? Martinez. Possibly, possibly yeah. the dual threat abilities from Martinez, but huge question marks at the skill positions. They lost their two best offensive linemen from a year ago. That that may take some time to you know build some cohesiveness with that offensive line. Uh, they still haven't named a starting running back. I don't know if it's going to be step the transfer from USC or apparently there's a freshman that's been looking good. Uh, the receivers are all new. Uh, yeah, either, but either. I like the transfer, the transfer from uh, the FCS. I'm drawing a blank on his name right now. I believe it's uh, Samari Torre. Apparently he's the Montana know, transfer. Yeah. Apparently he's taking leadership of that receiver unit. He might be solid, but we don't know. Um, yeah, so there's a lot, a lot of new faces on offense with a new coordinator. So once again, why does that give you enough confidence for them to go on the road in their first game and lay more than a touchdown? That's what because I was Brett Bielma is installing a new offense and new defense himself. Although I it's don't true. know that, that necessarily. I mean, you're lining up and you're smashing the ball. It is what it is. You you get a little better at it over time, but I don't think. I mean, it it does make a difference actually because you saw the arc of his team's success at um, Arkansas. Um, so they, they did get a little better year to year, but I don't know that it makes a huge difference from a point spread. Well, I can tell you this, your first game, if you're a Nebraska fan, you're happy. You're catching yeah, Illinois no matter right here. What, you got kinks to work yeah. out. Yeah. Um, Adrian Martinez. I'm going to say this 
one of the weirdest stat lines as a quarterback ever. Cause his career completion percentage is 64%. Pretty respectable. In fact, last year, 71.5, but his touchdown interception ratio four to three and career 31 to 20. So it's well, like he completes most of his passes, but also co- throws a lot of picks. Well, that's, that's uh, if you look at Nebraska's past two years, uh, COVID or not, the difference has been, they have put up great yardage. It's they, they don't finish, finish. The, they, they don't finish the drives. It's a turnover. It's a fumble. Yeah. And I think that has a lot to deal with youth. Yeah. And, and, and I think this team is his most experienced, obviously that he's had now. Yes. Transfers did go come in and come out. Uh, but I still think this is the year that they turn a corner. I'm not saying they're going to contend for an actual championship, but I think get them back to a bowl. The next year, Martinez will be a senior and, and who knows what can happen from there. Um, but, but I, well, I, I'm a, what's that? To your point, I mean, last year when the Fighting Illini won 41 23 in Lincoln, Nebraska lost the turnover battle 5 0. Mm. Uh, McCaffrey threw three picks and there was a couple fumbles. I mean, so there, right there, that game might have been closer than the score indicated. I've, if it wasn't for five turnovers, you know, it could have been a different ball game. I've never understood how McCaffrey was starting over Martinez. <laughs> I remember early on, I was like, man, this Martinez kid could be something. Um, now, granted, he hasn't, you know, taken that next step. He's in, but at the same machine. time, I, I've I've watched both. Martinez is way better. way better, way better. So that was on Nebraska there too. I think Martinez might have been injured that game though. Um, the last thing I'll say about Nebraska is that they only averaged twenty three points a game last year. Only scored more than thirty once. You know, and that t- that leads me to believe it's going to be a lower scoring game where it might be better to take the seven and a half points. Two years ago, they had a what a three almost a four hundred yard edge on Illinois. So the last time they played without COVID, yeah. they outgained them by about four hundred yards. Well, what Nick is saying, and like basically what the the Illinois style under Bielma of kind of ball control, it, it's exactly what Nick is saying, and I think you agree that both it, it just doesn't lead to a blowout either way. Nebraska can't score enough, and uh, Illinois doesn't give up enough points. I think they got the number just about right at around seven. I caught it at six and a half. So yeah, I, took I, Nebraska. I caught it at six and a half. So I, I like that as a Nebraska when it play. punches up to seven yeah. and a half. That's where I kind of like, I don't know. I think it's dead on. Well, you got to pick it at seven and a half. Cause that's what it is right now. And this is what our listeners want to know. Patty C is with the line currently at seven and a half. It's tough. Where should they you put can't, their money? You, you can't go back in time. Well, yeah. I did go back in time because I it's got easy the line to see at six a tide and a turn and I got on it early. So that's what I recommend to our fans <laughs> more than anything is get the line early. But uh, if I had to go with seven and a half, Ugh, that's really tough. I guess I'd still go Nebraska. Yeah, there but we go. I'm not. There we confident. go. Look, you want to ride with me? Follow Dundee. All right. <laughs> well, come to the land down under. We'll do this. Um, all right. Uh, now we we sh- we shift over into game two. The reigning national champions, according to the New York Times, the Yukon Huskies, <laughs> head into Fresno, California. To take on the Bulldogs of Fresno State. This line at Fresno State is laying 27 and a half points. Guys, why am I mean, look, I get it. UConn didn't play football last year. I get it. They 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 didn't play football. Where where Fresno eked out a season, you know, that late Mountain West season. But 27 and a half points. Am I crazy? You go back and look at UConn's schedule from a couple years ago, the last time they played football, 
they, the, the Illini that NC Nick is, is uh, on board with UConn almost beat him. <laughs> All right. So, I mean, this is a eight point game. <laughs> what year eight was point that? 19, 2019 UConn only loses to Illinois by eight. Now they did get their ass kicked in a lot of other games only lost to Houston by seven, but they certainly got their ass kicked by a lot of other teams. I still say though that Edsel in year four and year five, or whatever you want to classify this one, because he didn't play football last year. Yeah. Historically, that's been great years for him. That's when he turned around UConn the first time. That's when he got Maryland to back to back bowls. This is why I am going to take the UConn Huskies to to cover this. And and I'm I, I can make several points here. I mean, Fresno, I do think is probably better than what the last season was. That offense is probably going to be a lot better. They didn't have spring, but they're breaking in a brand new coach that didn't have spring ball. Um, so and they they still threw for the 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 fifth most passing yards per game, which is a pretty remarkable feat. A new offense, new coach, new quarterback. Yeah, but they did also give up forty nine points to New Mexico, and if New Mexico can score forty nine points on you, I'm going to bet that UConn can score enough to cover. <laughs> they did not point. end the season well. The last two games they lost to Nevada 37 to 26 and New Mexico 49 to 39. I so mean, to, to give you an idea, guys, um, New Mexico last season was not an offensive juggernaut. All right. Yeah. They, they had a game where they were shut out 28, nothing to, to air force. Um, now they did have, you know, a game, they put up 33 on Hawaii surprisingly, but the rest 20, 21, 16, um, you know, this, this team was not a, they had different quarterbacks all the time. So unless Fresno's fixed that, which is, could be the case. Cause I think Fresno brings in a decent amount of talent, but I just think UConn, I'm going to trust Edsel's history. I yeah. I think this could be a game in the second half. Mm. I think it's just way too many points to it lay. I mean, I mean, Fresno was three and three all, you know, not, not a bad COVID year with the, a first year head coach, but they did limp their way to the finish line, you know, losing those last two games that I mentioned. And then they're, they're really revamping both their offensive and defensive line. So especially in you know week one, that's some calls for concern. Um, and if you look at UConn, I mean, the quarterback is a big question mark. We don't know if it's going to be Jack Zergioidis or Steven Krajewski or the <laughs> NC <State>. great names. <laughs> yeah. Can they make it easier or that NC state transfer? But here's what they do have. They have a running back with two straight back-to-back 1000 yard seasons in Kevin Mensa. And they have a wide receiver in Cameron Ross, who was a freshman in 2019. He had over 700 yards, including a monster game against ECU where he had eight catches, 169 yards and two touchdowns. You got to throw that in there about that. Who got the dub ECU baby. All right. You guys are hyping me. I have Fresno, but I'm, you guys are starting to see this tide turn in my mind. I just think Zach or Tyler phenomenon. I just think Steven Krajowski, these names are great. These names, (laughs) it's like a mob flick, right? and here's, you know, if you're high on Fresno, I mean, in 2019, the Huskies gave up over 40 points a game and Fresno has a legit offense. So if you're back in the bulldogs, that's why. Well, here's the thing, really. I mean, it's, those are great. All the stats really make a good point. And Colby's point about Edsel making an impact. He even said it when he got hired, he said, right when he got hired, this is going to be a five-year rebuild. So year well, six is next are. year. Now I don't know if that meant he couldn't have seen that taking a season off. Sure, but 
Give me the Huskies to cover this. And uh, you want to get crazy? If you guys want to get crazy, take that money line, right? I oh, mean, get out wh- of wouldn't that? Uh, it could be a game in the fourth quarter, Dude, right? Here's here's the reason that I'm going to stick with Fresno. <laughs> okay, the reason I'm going to stick with Fresno is because UConn hasn't played a game of football in two years, and that's like the death penalty. Like, yeah. To a lot of teams, when you when you get don't get those reps, so dude, maybe maybe just take the points. It's game. It's the first game in <laughs> seven hundred days. I'm just saying, plus eighteen hundred. This team last time they stepped on a field, they lost to New Mexico. That's true. Or, or it's what second to last time they that stepped on a field. That is a damning indictment. And, and, and I, New Mexico and UConn played. That's probably a one score game last year. Yeah. Yeah, last year, if you're trying to go by that, I think the play is UConn. You're not going to find much value out here where you can get plus. I mean this much, this amount, and it actually like obviously we're gonna take Fresno to win this game, but it yeah. wouldn't shock me if UConn is if it's just a twenty-one seventeen game in the fourth quarter. All right, you're pulling me, you're pulling me over. I'm going UConn. I'm, I'm <laughs> there we go. I mean UConn is a question mark. They haven't played in that long, and they weren't very good in 2019. But I just think it's too many points. I'm not gonna tell you UConn is gonna win the game. I think Fresno obviously has the better offense. Their offense is the bet the best unit that's gonna be on the field. I think Fresno wins here, but yeah, 27 and a half is too much. So give me the points. You can't fade the national champs coming into week one. All right. Didn't work <laughs> out. You can't fade the national <laughs> champs. What did Alabama it do worked out last year? Actually <laughs> with Mike Leach throwing all over them, but that's true. That's actually very true. Um, anyway, guys, I want to tell you the college football experience is brought to you by prop swap. Yes. America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. Football season is about to kick off, and PropSwap is here to make this your best season ever. With PropSwap, your bet doesn't need to win in order to make money, it just has to improve. For example, Patty C. Trey Lance opened 300 to 1 to win the MVP this year, and he's already been bet down to 75 to 1. That means if you put if you would have just put a hundred dollars on Trey Lance back in May, you could sell that ticket on props up today for $400. That's a 300% return before the season ever begins. It's the Bitcoin of sports. Yes. Betting. Think of prop swap like a stock market, but for sports betting buy low sell high. All right. The average seller on prop swap makes over $500 per month, just listing and selling tickets. And when making your bets, remember to go for two, make, you know, bet two, get two tickets on the same team or player, whatever it is you want, you could sell one for profit. And then you still got one to leave yourself some skin in the game. Get started today by going to propswap.com or download the prop swap app. Prop swap is where America buys and sells sports bets. Um, all right, let's, let's have some fun here. Let's jump down to game three. This is, we're going chronologically here on the, the on the tip. And by the way, fuck you college football for not figuring this out. Why are all these games on at once? Yeah. You could have spaced this out 10 AM kick on the West for Nebraska, Illinois, 11 AM kick for the Yukon Fresno uh, noon kick for Hawaii, UCLA 1230 kick. Oh no, I'm sorry. Yeah. For, for, yeah. For Eastern Illinois, Indiana state, 3 p.m. I mean, they they just could have done a better job of spacing these yeah, out. Make the evening a little more exciting. Yeah, they they. This is why they need a, a you know a, someone to step forward and say, hey. Yeah. Figure commissioner, some something. Uh, I will say the uh, the battle of the I-10 at 6:30 in prime time. Quite awesome. I can't wait. Can't wait for it. NC Nick's gonna be snoozing by then. Too many uh, too many Molsons, <laughs> right? Um. Anyway, uh, Hawaii, the Rainbow Warriors, and Todd Graham. 
travel all the way to Pasadena, California. They're catching 18 points currently. They're plus 600. Hawaii at UCLA, guys. I know we're high on UCLA, but Todd Graham, he flew under the radar a bit last year with the Rainbow Warriors. Uh, ask Fresno State about that one. Todd Graham was a first year coach, gave them an L in year one or in, in week one. Both two, two, uh, two brand new coaches. He did a good job, man. Say what you want about him. Even only an eight point loss to Boise, uh, 11 point loss to San Jose state. Uh, they gave it to Houston in the bowl game. Yeah. His and losses actually the were defense against. was solid. He beat, I mean, they usually Nevada's got no D yeah. And they beat Nevada. Like Nevada was yeah. good. Yeah. Talk about something you wouldn't expect from Ty Graham, some defense being played. Yeah. The best buy salesman. Right, that's right. Uh, but what do you make of this game catching eighteen? I know P- me and Patty C were considering going to it. I, I, I still might go to it, but oh, I. It looks like I will be going. <laughs> okay. to Okay. Well, I mean, I, my problem is, is that they put it with all the games on at the same time. If they had just put this as the night game, we would all be having fun. But yeah. instead, they, they threw it right in the in the middle of all of it. So now I might not go because I want to. I'm trying to, you know, watch my football. Uh, eighteen points is a lot, though. I know we're bullish on. UCLA, but Nick, where are you at in this with this one? I will say that if UCLA is the team that I think they can be this season, they beat Hawaii by at least three touchdowns. And I think that will happen. I think UCLA has something to prove this year. Uh, Yeah. I mean, last year, yeah, they may have only went what three and four, but look at the losses, Um, you know, a six pointer loss at Colorado week one, uh, losing at Oregon by three without Thompson Robinson, uh, you know, losing to USC by five, then losing in double overtime to Stanford without Thompson Robinson. So I think DTR is going to make a splash in this game. He's going to, you know, start his Heisman campaign. Not sure where that's going to go, but he's at at least going to be in the mix for a few weeks. And I think UCLA is looking to make uh, a statement here. Hawaii bringing back nine on defense. I, I, you know, I, I, is there any chance with UCLA knowing LSU is on deck? Do they, do they get, do they stay kind of vanilla against them? Oh, they could. Do they stay? I van- heard, I, I heard someone say that. And no, no, I'm sorry. He, Chip, Chip Kelly's 10 and 21 at UC, at UCLA so far. They don't have the ability to, to look past Hawaii and they have to win that freaking game. Yeah. 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 And I I think they want to win it in a big way to say, Hey, we're back. And I mean, if you, if you in Hawaii has been no joke, they went two and one against the PAC 12 in 2019. The last time they were able to have an at a conference schedule. So not a team you really want to play with that's fan speak there. A coach like chip Kelly is going to want to win this game. You know, not looking at LSU right now. They're not going to go vanilla. This isn't preseason. Hawaii is a good program. Yeah. He wants to open that offense up and have it flying for the LSU game. I'm sure. Yeah. If anything, he wants to, to scare LSU a little bit. There you go. Well, I mean, LSU has got its own quarterback problems at the moment, but, uh, or it seems like, I guess they have it figured out because they, they have, it's going to be Max Johnson, but I'm on the, I'm on the UCLA Bruins too. And, and my, my logic is yes. Hawaii could be a dangerous team here. I think it's going to be close at halftime. I really do. Um, But Chevin Cordero is really going to be the the key to this game. And he was pretty exciting last year, I thought. But 
I think this UCLA defense is going to be vastly improved. I think getting that transfer from USC at the defensive tackle spot uh, going to be key. And then I think UCLA. Yeah, let's not. We we didn't hit on this enough. They bring back the most returning starters in the nation for a Power Five school, and I think number two nationally. I think Toledo and Wyoming, which were tied uh, at ninety eight percent, are the only ones ahead of UCLA. So a big stat. all uh, five offensive linemen look for them to push around that smaller Hawaii front. And th- they brought like in the running game. Yeah, they brought in some key transfers. Charbonnet from Michigan. Uh, they got other, other guy from Duke. Uh, defensively went and got a bunch of guys on the transfer portal. I'm on the Bruins. I think though it's I, I'm gonna have to sweat this one. I think I, I think UCLA is gonna win by 21, but I think it's gonna be one of these ones where at halftime I go, man, they're only up 24, you know, to 17. Shit. And then they're going to pull away in the fourth. <laughs> well, you mentioned the transfer from Duke. Now he was there last year too. I know, but I'm saying, and I thought he, he fit in well. I thought I thought he showed well, some flashes. Yeah, when when Felton, uh, when he did, was he hurt or did he just quit? Uh, he might he probably quit. It's it's. it's I think it's, he quit. It's, so yeah, it's 2021. So, um, Britton Brown is who you're talking about, and it, yeah, so he started one game, the last game against Stanford, and he ran for over 200 yards. Expect a lot of rushing yards this week against Hawaii too. Yeah. So, so Patty C, you sounds like you're on Hawaii. Here. I'm, uh, I'm locking Hawaii here. Wow. Okay. A uh, couple of stats. Even though UCLA lost their four games by a combined 13 points against some darn good teams last year, their three wins came against uh, teams whose combined record at the end of the season was two and ten. So, not great wins that they pulled off in that uh, three and four record last year. Um, I think UCLA's uh, Cal and Arizona State are solid games. The, no, those were those were decent wins, uh, but not from a record standpoint. Cal went one and three, Arizona State one and two. So yeah. Uh, I mean, I, yeah, it is what it is. Obviously, the U- USC game was uh, yeah, even like Cal loses Stanford on a miss extra point. Yeah, you know, like, yeah, uh, yeah. I'll, I'll give it credit. They're decent wins. I just think this is a huge spread. Um, and Hawaii played pretty well last year. They they hung in some games like uh, an eight point loss against Boise. I don't think UCLA has proven themselves to be any better than Boise at this point. So if we have a similar Hawaii team coming out, then I would expect a similar score. I expect a pretty good game. I do expect UCLA to win by like 13, but uh, I don't think they're going to be dogging them out by 30. You know, I don't um, think it's going to be by 30 either. I, I think it's one of these like backdoor covers. So we're looking at, I think, you know, halftime will be close third quarter. They start a little bit of separation and then the home run ball, maybe Cordero throws a pick six, something like that. I, you know, I, well, I, you know, UCLA led the pack 12 in sacks and interceptions a year ago. So maybe they get one of those pick sixes and they returned their front seven. Uh, mixing, yeah. I was going to say uh, Felton leaving seemed to me like a huge factor because I, I thought he was really actually pretty underrated. I like Britton Brown though. And but, Charbonnet. Yeah. If you're talking I think about fine. Yeah. That maybe the running bay, uh, games in better shape than uh, I think it is. But even still, I think Hawaii keeps it closer than we said, 18. 18 and a half. It, no, it's eight, uh, it's 18 at the moment from what I'm seeing. Yeah. When we're talking about the opening lines uh, a, a few weeks ago, I threw up the score like 42, 21. I still think that's probably right around where it might end up. Um, so I'm going usefully. I don't love the play. It's definitely not a lock, but yeah, I'll lay those points. All right. Well, uh, I want to tell you guys that the college football experience is brought to you by Pixwise. Pixwise is the number one home of free sports betting, props, and parlays helmed by a team of trend watching, data devouring sports fanatics, giving you the who, the how, the why behind every single prediction. 
for every game, every day, and every sport, all for free. Visit pixwise.com to make your next bet better. Pixwise backs responsible gambling. And if you or you know someone you know wants help, call one eight hundred Gambler. Patty C. I'll be calling one eight hundred Pick Dundee because uh, what do we got here chronologically? Let's let's see what we got. Um, I believe the next kick then would be. Let me just double check, make sure I'm right. It is Eastern Illinois, Eastern Illinois against Indiana State FCS guys. Indiana State did not play a season a year ago. They did not, and Eastern Illinois. Well, they haven't been good in a f- in, a, in a number of years here. I want to say Dino Dino Babers used to coach since the Dino Babers days. Let me quickly f- fact check that. But uh, Eastern Illinois catching thirteen and a half down there in Indiana. I think that number's a little high uh, for a team that played in the spring, as opposed to this is Patty C's theory. Uh, this is you know a team that took the year off. Indiana State did that. Did that penalize them? Did players leave? Did uh you know what what do you make of of this game? Do we go with the team that played in the spring, although they did not play, you know, particularly well? Yeah, they weren't very good. One and five. One and five, and some of those were, and and Indiana State not that long ago, a few years back, made a, an FCS playoff. Um, what do, what do we make of this game? Uh, I mean, last I mean last year what. Eastern Illinois, their average, uh, let me just run through their schedule. They lost to Southeast Missouri, 47 to seven Southeast Missouri was ranked uh, UT Martin beat them 28 to 15 Tennessee state. Eddie George's new school uh, beat them 21, 20 uh, Eastern Illinois did beat Tennessee tech, the golden Eagles, but then they lost by 14 to Murray state. That's respectable. Missouri state was a good team. And then uh, a 21 point loss to Jacksonville state who made the FCS playoffs. What do you guys make of this one that we have brewing in uh in uh, Indiana here? Nick? Well, my breakdown of this game will be pretty short. Um I think I think I led the pack picking the spring FCS games. I think I was about like a 60% clip. And basically when it came down to it, take the points and that's what I'll do here. Yeah, and and if you look back at Indiana State's last season that they played football they were five and seven, but they lost by only seven points at Kansas. Patty C. They lost uh, by seven to Dayton. Uh, they did play Eastern Illinois, and they won sixteen to six. You want to look at how bad Kansas is? Yeah, just look at Indiana State schedule. Hanging with them, uh, but no, sixteen to six Eastern Illinois. So they won by ten against Eastern Illinois uh, in Indiana. Essentially, two years ago, the last time they played football. The year before that, they won by 14, and that was in Charleston, Illinois, at Eastern Illinois. You know what? I'm going to go with the team that played more recently. Give me the points and uh, the, yeah. the East Carolina. Well, what the, was the spread on that? 13 and a half for Eastern Illinois, the Panthers. Yeah, that um, is a lot. That is a lot. I, I, I just I mean, feel like it sounds like Eastern Illinois played most of the teams pretty close, with the exception of the two really good teams on their slate last year yeah. or in the spring. I'll have Plus you know, the fact that they played. Yeah, man. I think that's the route here. Here's the thing. They went one and five last year and one and 11 the year before that. We're really <laughs> expecting them to like <laughs> Hey, Indiana state that was seven and four and 18. I mean, that was, I mean, that was only two years ago for them. Uh, but Indiana state, you go back the year before that 2017, they were zero and 11. So kind of a shit fest here for weeks. <laughs> and they lost to Eastern Illinois in opening uh, opening Thursday night, 22 to 20. 
I'm on the Panther uh, Panthers of Eastern Illinois. They're going to get it done. I can't wait to watch this one, guys. I'm you serious. about six other fans that, watching at home and in the that, crowd. But that's why the game is going to be pure, pure, not affected by <laughs> anyone else. <laughs> Give me that. That's the purest form of football. I really felt like watching FCS in the spring. I was watching the best football. That's true. This game has so little importance that not only are the fans not able to influence the administration doesn't even know it's happening. Yes. So they can't influence it. Exactly. <laughs> School president is going to get a cell phone alert and say, what we, we scored. <laughs> we played, <laughs> we got a game. Uh, all right, so you, are you agreeing with us? Patty C Nick's on Eastern Illinois. I'm on Eastern Illinois. I'm fading you guys all day long. Every day, Indiana state sycamores, baby, Larry bird <laughs> magic. <laughs> Go with the, the, the sycamores is a good name, but they were pussies. You're back in the pussies. Although I guess I'm back in the pussies. <laughs> with UConn, um, national champion pussies. Indiana State's got a share of that SES championship, right? With along with thirty other they teams, should. right? Hang the banner. All right, next up, we're staying in the likes, you know, in in the S- FCS ranks. This game neutral site though, so you know it means more. Patty C. Alcorn State, Steve McNair's alma mater against North Carolina Central. What is that? Robert Massey's alma mater. Can we go deep nice. enough there? <laughs> Reference an old '80s cornerback from uh, the the New Orleans Saints and Arizona Cardinals. Uh, Nick, you're you're right there, close to North Carolina Central. You're getting 14 and a half points. This line opened up at 13. Why should should why why are your what are they the Eagles? Is memory serving yeah, correct? Yeah, Why are the Eagles gonna gonna uh, be a money line play here? Well, I mean, come on, Eagles, America, Freedom. <laughs> hey, <laughs> these no days, idea. these days, if you <laughs> these days, if you got an Eagle in your car with America, like they think you're a fucking asshole. You yeah. know what I mean? Like what? <laughs> Well, you probably are. You're, you're wearing an American Eagle T-shirt now. Now all of a sudden, you're like the you know you 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 uh, what was that that happened in January? You you were part of that you're movement. You're storming the uh, yeah. Capitol. You probably were. Let's be honest. Just for wearing American Eagle, I see a lot of douchebags wearing American Eagle. Yeah, I don't think. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Well, look, we're not going to see any of that at this game. I'm pretty sure. No, I'm pretty sure. No. Uh, so I could get to that NCC campus within about 15 minutes. If I had the, if I was brave enough to drive through that part of town, um, <laughs> that's why I'm taking them. Come on, they're right down the road from me. I'm not taking Alcorn State. Steve McNair was an overrated quarterback. Oh, coming in with the hot takes. Respect. I'm the, taking my Eagles. <laughs> Give me the points. <laughs> he was an overrated quarterback. Where do you put him in the ranks of quarterbacks, man? Where do you where, would you put him ahead of Vinny Testaverde? <laughs> yeah, Patty C, Steve McNair, Vinny Testaverde. Where are you going? I'm going McNair with that one, man. I think he had a higher ceiling. I don't think his career overall was maybe as good, but probably similar. <laughs> He's the second best Titan quarterback ever, behind Ryan Tannehill. <laughs> no, um, Kerry Collins was probably better than him too. <laughs> they both lost Super Bowls. All right. Uh, <laughs> anyway, look, both these teams punted on the season a year ago. Both of them said, "Hey, we want a part of that national championship." You go back and look at 2019 North Carolina Central was just four and eight, four and eight. All right, that and and even their wins came against Elizabeth City State, Morgan State, Delaware State, and Howard. I don't know that I can trust that. You look back at Alcorn State's season; they were nine and four the last time they played football. And even with that, they had some close losses. Uh, you know, three point loss to Grambling, three point loss to McNeese. Uh, then they got routed by A and T. In the uh, in the celebration bowl, I, I'm gonna man. I liked it at 13. Uh, now that's at 14 and a half. I go. Um, 
Give me the points. They both haven't played football in a year. I'm with you with uh, give me the give me the Eagles. Patty C. Why Eagles fly? <laughs> Why was I under the impression? Isn't uh is it NC Central that's going FBS eventually or no A and T. A and T. Okay. I'm I'm confusing my NC uh MEAC teams. Um yeah, I guess take the points. I guess, you know, go with the the familiar line there. And um, you know, just kind of when you have two teams that haven't played ball in two years and they're kind of evenly matched and, and, and Terrell Furman would take offense to you saying, which team is this? Because a, that's their rivals are the A and T Aggies. Yeah. And the I don't last know time they act football well enough. And the yet. last time they played a and T beat them 54 to nothing. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what I, I knew one of them was dominant. I just forget which one it was. But now the prime times there, maybe my Miak and a swack uh, knowledge. Well, here's your start bit. watching this one. There you go. I, I'm on, I'm going to go with the 14 and a half. When it was at 13 and a half, I honestly would have went all corn, but I think you get talking three scores. The one point swayed you, huh? <laughs> yeah. Especially when I, when they haven't played in two you years, have a really good feel for this game. <laughs> you got to go watch film and you're like half the rosters, like selling tires. You know what I mean? Like I, I, I don't know what to make of this. Um. Anyway, uh, yeah. Next, let's get back to some games that matter. <laughs> hey, 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 hey! The, these games matter. There's a real playoff with the with the FCS, buddy. NIL is going to change MEAC football and HBCU football forever. There you go. All right, I want to tell you guys that the college football experience is brought to you by Pixwise. Pixwise is the number one home of free sports betting picks, props, and parlays. Helmed from a. Uh, I'm sorry, geez, I'm re- I'm doing the, by Prize Picks. Look, I, I got I got an ad read for Pixwise. I got an ad read for Prize Picks. They're too similar. I want to tell you the college football experience is brought to you by Prize Picks. My apologies. Uh, turn your picks into real cash with Prize Picks, my favorite daily fantasy app. It, it, it this is awesome. It's fast. It's easy, and it all starts with Prize Picks. Simply pick two of five players, two to five players. I'm sorry, not just two of five. Two to five players, and decide if you know they will go over or under their stat projection. The more players you pick, the more you can win up to 10 times the amount of your money. Price picks is the only way I play. And look, we got to, I mean, I'm going to give you some examples. Well, all three of us are, but use the promo code SGP to receive a hundred dollar instant deposit match up to a hundred dollars. That's price picks promo code SGP. But now I'm going to tell you this, this is a lot of fun. I mean, we were talking about this pre episode. These are awesome, you know, uh, props that you can essentially pick here. Guys, we, I just said pick three. Cause we had, you know, you have to pick anywhere from three to five. I wasn't going to make you go through five. I'm going to start off with mine. I'm going to take Shevin Cordero quarterback of Hawaii. This is a guy who rushed for like 700 yards last year in a shortened season. Yeah. Todd Graham's actually a little bit more run heavy or a lot more run heavy. I should say than Nick, what Nick Rolovich was doing Cordero over 45 rushing yards against UCLA. I know UCLA returns that front seven. Nick hit on it. He said that that O-line is not gonna be able to handle the D line. Well, guess what that means? Running opportunity for Shevin Cordero. Give me the over on 45 and a half rushing yards for Cordero. And then I'm also going to play Tyler Nevins. This is a running back. If you, if you follow the college experience new to Instagram and uh, Twitter at TCE on SGPN, I put up a clip of Tyler Nevins against Nevada. Uh, I like him running over 60 and a half yards. Now here's the thing. The dangerous play here is that they might pull him. If they're up by enough against Southern Utah, which we'll get to this game in a minute, but Nevins is a beast of a running back that clip. He just runs over a Nevada linebacker. 
This guy's going to get over 16 and a half. I think, I think even with, even at halftime, he'll have more than 16 and a half. Give me Tyler Evans on that play. And then I'm going to stay. This is the over train here. I'm going to take Adrian Martinez over 185 and a half passing yards against the Illini in their first game. New defensive coordinator. I see opportunity for Adrian Martinez. So that is my play. Nick, where are you going? Well, you stole my pick with the last one because I am all all on, on that over train with Adrian Martinez. He's been averaging over 300 yards passing against a lot uh, the Fighting Illini, with the exception of last year where he only played like one or two series because McCaffrey got the start. Uh, so I like I love that Adrian Martinez play, but you know what? I'm gonna go kind of crazy here. I'm just gonna keep it in one game. I'm gonna go with that Fresno offense. I told you that offense is freaking legit. I'm going to go Jake Hayner, the Washington transfer to be over two and a half passing touchdowns. I mean, last year he threw 14 in six games. Yeah. I'm going to go over the running back, Ronnie rivers, son, uh, son of uh, Reggie rivers. Okay. Oh, well, yeah. you know what? He's going to get a touchdown uh, over 0.5 rushing touchdowns last year in five games. He had seven rushing touchdowns and their best receiver Jalen Cropper is also going to get in the end zone over 0.5 receiving touchdowns. Last year he had five touchdowns in six games. I like a big day for the Fresno offense. All those guys are going to score touchdowns. They're all going to go on the over. Mm, mm, mm. Patty C, what are you thinking, man? I, I, I actually kind of like that play. I mean, even though I think UConn's going to stay in it, I think that Fresno's still going to get their points. So I like that play. Uh yeah, I, I, I agree. I have a few uh, of my own. I can dive into too. Yeah. Fire away. Don't be a, don't be a pussy over there. Fire <laughs> don't away. Be shy, <laughs> All righty. Let's uh, let's go with Adrian Martinez. I know the passing stats are there and I agree. I think I'll hit that number big time. I also think I'll hit that running number of over 60.5 rushing yards. Um, look, I think Illinois has had a soft rush defense. I think like uh, Colby said, uh, Nebraska should be able to get off with a little more experience. They threaten with the pass. They threaten with the run. Break, and, breaking in a new defensive coordinator. There you go. You know, maybe you could some missed assignments. I could totally see happening. You know, they've only had a couple weeks Absolutely. To, to get this thing going. Last year, seven games, five hundred twenty-one rushing yards, um, five point seven yards per rush. I think in that offense, if it's operating correctly, which I think it will be, Martinez gets over sixty rushing yards. Unfortunately for Adrian Martinez. I also have him over on the 0.5 projected interceptions. Uh, his three years so far uh, have had uh, 11 games with eight interceptions. Or, um, sorry, let me scroll up that. Yeah, 11 games with eight interceptions, 10 games with nine interceptions, and seven games with three interceptions. So slightly less than 50% uh, or uh, one per game last year, or 0.5 per game last year, I should say. So, but prior to that, uh, almost one interception per game. So, and that's a pretty good uh, sample size. So I think we're going to see him throw an interception. Um, that's just typically what we, we talked yeah. about that earlier. That's yeah. what they do with Nebraska. And then lastly, Brandon Peters, I don't think he gets to uh, 165 passing yards. I think he sucks. Um, yeah, I, I like him, but <laughs> I think he just doesn't put up great numbers. And I think with Bielema's offense kind of being slammed the ball down the throat, yeah, they're just not going to get there in game one. I like it. I like that play. Um, okay, guys. So well, that's why you want to check out Prize Picks. And once again, use the promo code SGP to receive a hundred percent instant deposit match for up to a hundred dollars. That's Prize Picks promo code SGP. And I also want to tell you the college experience is brought to you by paramount plus 
Yes, the summer of soccer continues on Paramount Plus. Stream over 2,000 soccer matches a year from around the world. That's all the heart pounding drama from CBS Sports, including uh, Europa League, Italy, Serie A, Argentina's Pre, Primere, uh, Udivision, uh, you know, uh, everything, everything plus more. All right. It's the best of a beautiful game with all the beautiful names like Messi, Mbappe, Pele. Uh, <laughs> be part of the uh, excitement. <laughs> I can't pronounce half he these just names. Quit on the, right? the last I just few. said Pele. All right, <laughs> get out of there. Right, be part of the excitement as champions are crowned and history is made. The world's game lives here on Paramount Plus. Visit ParamountPlus.com to start your free trial and stream every match live. I mean, you gotta love that. All right, we're back to the games. You thought it was over, didn't you? You thought I wouldn't mention. The battle of the I ten. I can't wait to watch that. I don't know uh, to quote to uh, to quote our good friend. Welcome to UAB. Shout out to welcome to UAB. He said UTEP is favored by ten and a half points. That that should never happen. They could be playing a high school and they shouldn't be favored by ten and a half points, but they are. Yes, the miners heading to Las Cruces. Uh, UTEP going to their right. This is actually a rivalry game. Battle of the I ten. Um, <laughs> it's been happening for a long time. UTEP at New Mexico State. The Aggies played a spring season. Is there? Is there? I know they only played two games because they they were trying to play four or five, but COVID and that uh, the politics in the state of New Mexico made it incredibly hard for them. Uh, UTEP obviously had a normal spring. Dana Dimmel's in a, a huge year where he could be fired if he, if they don't get results here. They return a lot of their offense, but here's New Mexico State, who got a couple games in in the spring. A lot of players transferred out, but they got an old Miss transfer coming in on the O line. They got a couple quarterbacks that could be solid. Doug Martin it wasn't that long ago that the Aggies were bowling. I think just two or three years ago, they, they took them to a bowl. I know New Mexico State's on the verge of joining the SEC with how many <laughs> times the SEC plays them, but I'm gonna I'm gonna take a shot on that SEC. You know. I know this is probably a completely different team because everyone left uh, once, once the, the COVID happened uh, essentially at New Mexico state, but still it's too many points. And I've made this case uh, uh, on the other show, the, the SGP show, look at UTEP last year. All right. Look at what happened. I watched these games. Patty, see you were at my house. One of these days, I think it was watching the, uh, the Abilene Christian game. They were going to lose that game. They got incredibly lucky to beat. Uh, they were down 13, 10 and Abilene Christian. If it wasn't for a horrible punt with about a, like two minutes left. And now I'll give new tip credit. They went down the, the, the field and scored to, to win 17, 13. They struggled. They only beat Stephen F Austin by 10. All right. So they played two FCS teams last year. I mean, <laughs> for a combined Stephen F Austin points. was six and four. Um, Abilene Christian was uh one and five. <laughs> I I'm taking New Mexico state and the points guys uh, I'm taking it all day. And I think it's actually one of the better plays on the slate this weekend. Give me the Aggies and the points, Nick. Mm. Well, yeah. I mean, look, I mean, both these teams are not very good. You mentioned the close wins by UTEP. How about the close losses? Only losing to, to, to uh, Louisiana tech by four on the road, only losing by two to North Texas, only lost by, by 56 to, to Texas. <laughs> oh, come on. Yeah, I know. I know. This I know. Is different. I mean, not, not fair. <laughs> uh, and I mean, so this is this game, I think we've seen the most line movement. It, it opened at seven. Now it's all the way up to 10 and a half, which is kind of crazy. I don't feel very good laying 10 and a half whatsoever. I liked it a lot 
better before when it was under 10, but I'm still going to lay the points because at least UTEP, they have proven commodities. You know who the quarterback is. Gavin Hardison is solid. The running back's actually pretty good. Uh, Deion Hankins. He, he is, ran for he over. Good. Yeah. Yeah. He ran for over 100 yards in about half their games last year. And they got some decent options at uh, receiver with Jacob Cowing and, and, and Justin Garrett. With New Mexico State, I have no idea what to expect. All I know is that they gave up, what, 43 points to Tarleton and 29 points to Dixie State. So UTEP's going to be able to score here. I don't think New Mexico State keeps up. I guess if it's at ten and a half now, I'm gonna lay the ten and a half. Uh, I don't like that. I liked it, you know, earlier before, kind of like the same situation Patty C was in with Nebraska, Illinois. But um, I'll say UTEP. I like the angle of. Uh, I get it. New Mexico State had a just. An, I don't think a, a program has been affected by COVID more in the nation. When we were doing their review, yeah. what, weren't they the team that had yeah. no one, no one uh, older one. than a sophomore? I think one. Yeah, as uh, on the two deep depth chart yeah. on offense and defense. Yeah. That's like 50 player or how many players that's yeah. 44 players and they're all freshmen and sophomores, mainly freshmen. But I trust Doug Martin. I think Doug Martin's a much better coach than Dana Dimmel. I really do. Doug Martin got them bowling a couple of years ago. You go back and look at 19 season. Uh, yes. They have their share of blowouts against sec teams and stuff, but three point loss to New Mexico, seven point loss to Liberty. That was a Liberty team that went bowling. Um, uh, they beat incarnate Word. they beat UTEP by nine that year. Um, so I, I'm going to take the points and just trust the coaching. Now. I, I mean, I, I get it. UTEP returns everybody, I, but I also think they're baiting you to take UTEP, right? They're baiting you to say, Hey, they return everybody. This team though did struggle against FCS teams and yeah. Okay. They did play some, some, some noteworthy games. I can also, you know, sit there and say, well, to, to look at last year's, you know, thing, Louisiana tech was obliterated by, by, by COVID uh, uh, same with Charlotte. So those games could just be outliers. <laughs> Um, the North Texas one, I, I don't know if North Texas would even score that much again. I mean, I think that would be a game against New Mexico state. So I'm not as you, impressed with that. Do you think they were passing the eye test in your mind? Not that much. No. I mean, well, we watched that Evelyn Christian game. Yeah. <laughs> I, they did not pass the eye test to me. Now maybe they figured something out along the road Yeah, and, and it's great to return your quarterback, your running back and, and your O line. But I just think Doug Martin, had, it was a couple years ago. He was, uh, and uh, I guess both coaches essentially it's pivotal years for them, but he got him to a bowl in, in Mexico state, what 18 or 17. And they even won the bowl game. Um, I think he's a solid coach and I just think he's in a really hard place to win, especially considering what happened with COVID 10 and a half points is too much though. UTEP probably wins this game, but I, I get the hook too. I mean, come on, give me, give me that all day. Give me like, I think it's a, a, a great chance. This is a, a tie game in the fourth quarter. You know, maybe UTEP wins by seven. Maybe they so win one, by ten. One more thing, building my case: UTEP returns all five offensive linemen from 2019. New Mexico State only returns one offensive lineman. Uh, maybe some of some of those guys might have played in the two games in in the spring. So that's kind of you know that stat isn't night and day clear. But uh, I, no, give me UTEP. This is fun. I'll, this I'll is, say this: Yeah, uh, UTEP. Um, since uh, uh, Doug Martin took over in 2013, uh, they UTEP won the first four games of the series, uh, but the last three games have all been won by New Mexico State, 2017, 18, and 19 by scores of 27, seven, and nine, or victories of that margin, uh, 27, seven, and nine. So New Mexico State's kind of been kicking their ass a little bit. Obviously, last year didn't happen, but uh, 
So what you're telling me, Patty C, is that all those UTEP guys who have been around there for three or four years, they remember that. Uh, all, the, all the fresh faces at New Mexico State do not. It's easy to see a tide turn. Look, I'm I'm actually with, with Nick on this. You can't be that young, especially against a team that has experience and win. Throughout the record books, when it's a, a quote quote rivalry like this, but I still think they have. I, I I'm with you, Nick. I liked it a lot better. What did you say? Seven and a half or seven. And now it's at what? 10, 10 and a half, 10 and a half. Yeah. That's starting to push it, but I'll <laughs> it is. still to push take you to <laughs> uh, this. Uh, call me crazy, but short of the, uh, short of the uh, big 10 matchup, I think I'm most excited to watch this game yeah, rivalry game, yeah. no matter who it is, you get that bad blood flowing. <laughs> What is, oh, what is that? Southern uh, West Texas. They're not that Southwest far from Texas. each other. I've been, I've done stand up in El Paso. Yeah. Uh, they're not, and then you driving there, you pass Las Cruces. So that's right. That's like deep desert Juarez shit going on. Yes. Yes. All right. We got one more game on the slate, but before we get there, I want to tell you the college football experience is brought to you by underdog. Make sure you head over to underdogfantasy.com and use the promo code SGPN for a free $25. That's right. Sign up now for a free shot at a million dollars. It's it's pretty amazing. You can take that, that free $25 and you submit that to win a million dollars. It's awesome. So download the app and sign up at underdogfantasy.com. promo code SGPN. And while you're getting apps, you might as well get the, the most important app of them all. Yes. Us, the SGPN app It's now live in the app store and Google play store. The app gives you easy access to all of our picks and podcasts. Don't forget to toss up an app review and download the SGPN app today. All right. Final game of on the slate guys, final game, getting this, just a perfect little appetizer. Southern Utah, the Thunderbirds come into San Jose, California to take on the Spartans. This line opened at 20 and a half. So my tally side pick looking great right now, but boy, has the money came in on the Spartans. Cause this thing is at 23 and a half currently. Uh, look, I, I did some, I did a uh, prep episode on this. It's already out. You can go listen to this uh, preview. Um, I, I think Southern Utah is a team. And I even said at 24 points, I don't know that I would touch it. I think at 20 and a half, I like it. I locked it up. But Southern Utah's in a way, this is a, a six year uh, for Demario Warren, their head coach. You know, he won a, a share of the Big Sky Championship, which is a good, a really good FCS conference in 2017. Uh, they, yes, they were one and five a season ago, but all five of their losses were, were by, uh, you know, a, a total of 15 points. I mean, some of these losses completely gut wrenching. One point loss to Northern Arizona on the final play of the game, uh, two point loss to Idaho State, one point loss. To Idaho in the Kibbe Dome. I watched that one. They blew, they blew like a 17 point lead, uh, three point loss to Weber State, and then an eight point loss to Northern Arizona in the second matchup. Uh, it, it, look, that's that's impressive right there. They got a quarterback Justin Miller that completed 66 percent of his passes in the spring, 7.3 yards in attempt, 15 touchdowns. Um, I mean, this team I think is is better. I like uh, they're better than what we realize uh, record record wise. They have one of the best defensive players in all of the FCS, the, a guy that will be in the NFL. Uh, I'll give you his name. It's La Laakia Kahoa Ohano Ohano Davis. That's the most amazing thing I've ever heard come out of your mouth right there. Uh, right? That, and it, it's spelled just like it sounds. Wow. Yes, this guy. You practice that a bunch. I know. 57 it. tackles, <laughs> nine, uh, I'm sorry, nine tackles for loss, seven sacks, two forced fumbles. This guy only played five games or something. That's a, that's a pretty ridiculous stat line. Seven sacks in five games. 
Maybe Getting after it. May, that's what I was saying. Like twenty, I could see. I think San Jose State is is really good. We like what Brent Brennan is doing. They're one of our locks. Me and Nick's. I don't. I don't know about yours, Patty C. But to hit over on that seven and a half wins or eight wins, whatever it was, um, they return everybody. Short of losing, I think a wide receiver or two, they returned their whole team. Starkle's back in his thirty fourth year. Uh, I hit on Nevins. They got a, a great tight end in Deese. So uh, I I do think. Brent Brennan's got San Jose State rolling, but let me ask you this: Do they call off the dogs too early? Southern Utah struggled to run the ball, but they could throw the ball. My problem with this line being at twenty-three and a half, I think San Jose State's going to go up big early. But when do you bench Starkle or Nevins, you know, and go to these other guys? And Southern Utah's got a capable quarterback and wide receiver, and they got a really good off uh, left tackle who was on the FCS All American team. They might have enough offense to do a little backdoor cover here, Nick. What are you thinking? Uh, now, I mean, when you first texted me that line when it first came out, and it was twenty and a half. I was flabbergasted; it was that low. Uh, you alluded to it. San Jose State returns nineteen of twenty-two starters. They replaced two receivers and a safety. Everybody else is back from a team that went seven and zero in the regular season last year. I uh, yeah, for, for me, this game has like a, a score of like forty-two to ten written on, uh, yeah, on it. Uh, I, you know, if it keeps on going up, I'm I'm getting less and less confident. But still, where it's at now, I still feel I still feel pretty good. Give me San Jose State. They, they did go seven and zero, and they won all of those by double digits. So I, I'm I'm gonna still back you. I'm gonna go San Jose State. I locked it up at twenty and a half over on our our website when that line first came out. And uh, and look, I, I still think I'm just saying I'm worried about the backdoor cover because they, they they will pull their pl- starters. I think if they're up by enough, I'm gonna put your mind at ease here. Uh, Southern Utah's record over the last three years, uh, three and 25, um, one, 10, one and 10, one and 10, one, uh, one and five. Uh, and when they play power five teams, we'll go back to 2018, Oregon state beat them by 23, uh, Arizona beat them by 31, 2019. They didn't play any F, uh, F or power five level teams, but they played at South Dakota state lost by 36. And then last year, um, no power five level uh, competition level. So they, they do get blown out when they play good teams and usually by more than 23 and a half. And if we think that uh, San Jose state is truly legit, which I'm, I'm not as strong on my flag plant as you guys are just because they were so bad. So recently the turnaround has happened so fast over the last two years that I'm hesitant to get on board, but you guys have been watching them more closely for the last few years. So I'm following, following you guys into this one, trusting you, but I, so I can't take any of the credit for it, but I will shit on you if you're wrong. Well, so 3.2 yards of rush is what uh, S- Southern Utah did in the big sky. And th- I can tell you this, the San Jose state uh, run defense was pretty damn good last year. Uh, and they got a, a stud defensive end. I don't know how they're going to block. It's an interesting matchup because they have a great left tackle. Uh, Southern Utah in the FCS ranks, mm. but you're going to see him go up against the likes of Cade Hall, who was a beast defensive end for San Jose State last year, Probably one of the best uh, defen- defenders in all of the Mountain West. Wasn't Southern Utah the guy that had the, the team that had them uh, really dynamite basketball player too? One of those Utah teams had a, a had a step. You might have been Utah Valley. No, I think you might be right. I think it was Southern Utah. I mean, it was Utah Valley I think it's the or center Southern who's Utah? just yeah. kind of like pulling yeah. in like twenty boards and ten blocks. I'm drawing a blank on his but name right now. But. Maybe they that's their secret. They just invest all their recruiting into one dude and then <laughs> hope it works out the rest of the way. Uh, well, anyway, I, I'm gonna go with the the Spartans here, but let's get to the end of this episode, guys. You got to pick one lock, one dog, and one tease, uh, Nick. How do you feel about the slate here? Let, let, let me hear about your lock. 
Give me UCLA. Like I said before, if they are the team, I think they might be this year. Then they beat Hawaii by three touchdowns. Uh, yeah. Give me the Bruins. All Give right. A lock. Uh, let's go the locks first here. Patty, see what's your luck. Well, the only two locks I had was one of them was uh, Hawaii. So uh, I'll throw that one out in favor of the San Jose. I'm not going to keep it as a lock. I'm not going to shy away from it, but San Jose state does seem like the stronger play there. There we go. My lock is Yukon in the points. <laughs> I think it's too many points. This it's man just believes too many in points. Randy it's too many points. You might be right. Uh, I think Fresno gets the win. You but don't beat a national yeah. champion. And I even say, why not just throw like 50 bucks on the money line? Why not? Well, that's the thing. When you have a coach that is committed to like tough defense and ground control, like remember them there when they Donald Brown and all yeah, that. He took him to a BCS game. He beat <laughs> Notre Dame. Ridiculous. And then you play a soft ass team like Fresno. Maybe they're just that much more physical and they keep it close enough to win it in the end, but certainly cover my, that's Maybe. my lock 27 and a half. What's our dog, Nick, where are you going? All right. So dog to cover or dog money line, money line. Then give me the fighting Illini. Okay. Going with that. He's just fit. He likes to fade Nebraska. Can't wait to prove him wrong. Patty C. <laughs> What is your dog to win outright on the money line? You see our Hawaii rather Hawaii. Get, that's Woo. some plus seven, 10 Nick's Nick's Illinois play plus two ten. Hawaii plus seven, 10. That's some real money. Patty C five and four Hawaii versus three and four UCLA. Ooh. Ooh. And that would ruin my, <laughs> my thoughts on UCLA and chip Kelly pretty quickly. If they <laughs> drop to Hawaii week one, Oh, I just think it might be a, a decent game. And, and when you have a, a guy like Graham, he, he's got nice. the potential to put up enough Poss- yardage possible, man. I think your play, look, I, I have two that I, I thought about that New Mexico state play, but no, I'm going to go Eastern Illinois plus four seventy to beat Indiana state, a team that didn't play football last year. Eastern Illinois played in the spring. So this is a, a little chippy rivalry. <laughs> All right. Give me the Panthers plus four seventy on the money line against Indiana state. It doesn't have to be interesting to make you money. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The T's let's hit the T's here. Um, Nick, start things off with your T's. So not a lot of options here, obviously. So it's I'm teasing weird numbers. It, it's not a tease I would usually look towards, but we got to have something on this tease. There's only so many games to choose from. So, with that said, give me UConn, bump that up. Give me UCLA, bump that down, and give me San Jose State, bump that down. Okay, I didn't do the math. So I never wait, was wait, 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 UCLA. You said so. Bring that thing down. And by, by the way, I want to add in. Oh, I mean, I get, I want you to tell tell that again. Then I'll add it. UCLA. Okay. So that would go down to right now. Actually, the, we have line movement happening. I have two different windows open of of line movement here. You see, that's at seventeen and a half now. It went down a half a point in the in, wow. while we're recording. I caught this. it pre episode yeah. at nineteen. Um. So so, yeah. Damn. So money's coming in on Hawaii. Uh. So that would Nick would bring that down to eleven, 11 and, and a half, half at the moment. Okay. Um, Give me the UConn. Yukon up to uh, 33 and a half. That number stayed the same, but we have more line movement guys it, and it's gone down a full point. Nebraska now minus six and a half. Oh, I like that on, on DraftKings, on FanDuel. Things are, are happening in the college football world right now, money wise. But what was your third play, Nick? San Jose state was that 17 and a half now or something? Uh, yeah, that would be seven. So San Jose state minus 17 and a half UCLA minus 11 and a half and Yukon plus 33 and a half. I think that's a pretty good play. 
it's a it's a crazy it's a crazy teaser, but hell. Are we allowed to steal some of Nick's? Yeah, of course. (laughs) Let's do this. What are you thinking, Patty? Hit me with your teaser. Uh, I liked two of them. Um, It was uh, the. You uh, like the Yukon Yukon 33 and a half. half. I definitely like that. That, That's going to be on mine too. You guys have sold me on that. We only have seven games, so you have to take. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, You know what? I'm going to switch it up, though. Uh, Push that um, UTEP up to 16 and a half. Minus sixteen and a half. Minus sixteen and a half. <laughs> You're getting crazy. Wait, 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 wait. Uh, no, you should. Hold on, you, hold on, hold on. You, it, w- it would go the other no, way. Yeah, yeah, minus four New and Mexico a half. State, yeah. uh, New, New Mexico State, sixteen and a half. Sorry, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm retarded New, too. Um, um, yeah, they're, I mean, after they've won the last three, yeah. and uh, by an average score of like ten points, yeah, and then you give them sixteen and a half. Yeah. I like it. I like it. And I mean, New Mexico hold State. Hold on, hold no. on. Didn't you take UTEP minus ten and a half? He did. He thinks it's falling <laughs> somewhere right in between ten and a half and sixteen. Well, I told you I wasn't wow. comfortable. <laughs> the ten and a half is starting to push it. So All right, well, why, your, why, why don't you just move UTEP down? I don't know. I mean, it's better. six one half dozen the other kind of, but um, yeah, UTEP minus four and a half. Which one do you like better? Um. <laughs> I mean, it's about the same. You, you, you okay? He chose his, and your third game is hey, what? Hawaii you, you, plus twenty three and a half. Um, Hawaii twenty three and a half. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I guess if it's seventeen and a half now. Yeah. No, I don't like that as much. What was your third game then? Um, give me uh, give me uh, Illinois minus point five. Or, or Nebraska or, minus point five. Yeah, Nebraska. Minus uh, I like that. Okay, okay. Um, I'm gonna go. The UConn play is gonna be on all of ours. I'm taking UConn plus tw- uh, what thirty three and a half. I will also bring UCLA down to eleven and a half. And guys, I'm taking New Mexico State plus sixteen and a half. Nick, the <laughs> miners aren't gonna do this. The battle of I ten. There's a trophy at stake. That's not bad. I mean, that's a lot of points <laughs> for UTEP to cover. <laughs> I do like the Nebraska down to minus a half, but Hey, I don't know. I think I, I'd rather trust the rivalry action here. So, all right, folks, uh, if you're a first time listener to the college football experience, we broke down all 130 college football teams with their own podcast. They're all out there. Go check it out. Also subscribe to the college basketball experiences. Penny Hardaway land the Met and Memphis land, the number one re- uh, recruiting class currently in, in the country um, that happened today. Uh, subscribe to the college basketball experience on that feed. Subscribe to the college football experience here. Me, Patty, CNC, Nick, we handicap every single division one college football and college basketball game. We've been doing it for the past four years. We've never had a losing season. Yes. We've been over 500 each and every year independently for each sport. So obviously as a collective, we're over 500. We're also way over 500 on our locks. We give you all that for free on the SGPN app, which you can download for free in the app store or Google play store. Not only we get our picks, which have been proven winners, you get our podcast, all of our content written. Nick's writing great articles. Patty C's got good shit coming uh, on the recruiting trail. And look, you get all of those guest appearances, Bill Burr on the show, talking football and basketball. You got Larry, the cable guy. You got Mike Leach, Jim McMahon, just a lot of fun. All right, go check it out. Get that thing for free. Uh, And if you do, you know, give us a nice five-star review in the app store, take a screenshot Find me on Twitter at the Colby D. Give me a follow. Show me that screenshot. We'll send you a college football experience t-shirt. That's at the Colby D. 
Patty C's on Twitter, Patty C831, NC Nick's on Twitter at NC underscore N I C K, and the College Football Experience is on Twitter at TCE on SGPN, and the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is on Twitter at the SGP Network. Give them all a follow. And uh and yes, check out the Slack channel Sports Gambling Podcast as well. All right, folks, we got football. Week zero. I can't wait. This is the college football experience week zero preview. You better start thinking about yours. And we're out of here.